There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, it's the Zamo Odyssey um, part three. It's the episode that the, the, the iconic episode of Grinch Hill, <laughs> where um, Zamo takes some heroin, um, and it's the big reveal, isn't it? Because as you were saying last time, we didn't know who it was going to be. Who was going to be the smackhead on Grinch Everyone Hill? I thought it was going to be Danny Kendall. Yeah, well, you'd assume so, wouldn't you? Um, mm. But it could have been one of the two girls, Julia and Laura, as well, because they're off out and about. Uh, to pubs and parties and whatnot, and you know it's just a fucking magnet for heroin that kind of thing back then. So um, yeah, you just thought. I, I mean, I it took me right back to that feeling of suspense. Really mm. similar. I think I mentioned last time to who shot G up yeah. Jr. and also who who was the father of Michelle Fowler's baby. Yeah. Um, you weren't sure who it was going to be. Yeah, there was like six and in this candidates. As well, you wasn't thought, there? They're going to a party and someone's going to give them heroin, and it re- reminded me of like. What year was this that we were... 85 or 86. Right. Yeah. Um, It's quite interesting, that, because it doesn't... The style and everything of it doesn't seem quite as dated Mm. as you might imagine, but maybe that's just a sign I'm getting old. I mean, it just looks like... That was 86, the year I started secondary school, and it reminds me so much of my school. It's unbelievable the way that everyone dresses and talks and all the rest of it so to me it just said oh yeah this doesn't seem like a period piece at all but anyway um i i remember because i had older brothers who were always like going out to parties and stuff like that and you know i was aware that they had an appetite for drugs um so i was really terrified because i was you know a young lad i was just like terrified because of this sort of stuff that if they said they were going to a party i always thought because of the amount of stuff in the news about heroin and how mm. prevalent heroin use was, I just assumed that every time they went to a party, there would be heroin there and the temptation would yeah. be dangled. And every time they went out, you'd think, I wonder if they'll take heroin and die they'd, or they'll come yeah. back a heroin addict they'd today. Come back, come back in the middle of a heroin trip and you wouldn't get yeah. any sense out <laughs> of it. Tripping off their nuts on the heroin. <laughs> yeah. On a heroin pill. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm just looking to see where we got to. Oh, yeah, in the last episode. Um, and, of course, this entire episode isn't in, actually in the school itself. We've started watching the subsequent episode, um, and that's all based in the school, which, as you said, is really realistic. The kind of So realistic, yeah. yeah. I mean, same with my school. just looks exactly the same. 
Making, as you said, so in the acting, austere. the way the kids all act, mm. the acting's great. It's so naturalistic, isn't it? Yeah. But this this episode's entirely out of school. It's the school holidays. Um, Zamo has turned up at the arcade where Roland is working part time. Um, Roland is uh, wanting his money back that he's loaned to Zamo. Howard the skinhead, who we see for the first time, who um, is clearly Zamo's heroin partner. Is that, is that the correct term for it? Your heroin partner. Yeah, you needed to have a heroin partner. Have partner That's the way someone. it worked. Yeah. yeah. Um, Don't even be done in pairs. Yeah. Like Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, exactly. Strictly Come Heroin. I'll <laughs> be sure. <laughs> um, so Roland gets his money back. Howard and Samo go. <laughs> Samo says, "Can we go through the back? I left a bit of paper with the bloke's number on it." Um. And they do. And then we go back to um, the two girls, Julia and Laura, who um, have got the wrong address. Um, and it's Julia's dad who's the cunt, isn't it? He's the yeah. cunt dad. Yeah. And he, him and his mother realise, her mother rather, they realise that she took that jumper that he told her not to take and not to wear. It does nothing for you, he says. Fucking and man. she also didn't leave the phone number that she was supposed to leave for um, Laura's dad's house where they were supposed to be going um, and uh, then we see the girls arriving at the house party they finally found out where it is and um, uh, it's young Sven who opens the door Oh, yeah, because they've been talking, the, just in case anyone's forgotten, they'd been talking. The reason they were so hell-bent on getting to this party is that yeah. they had been assured there was some Swedish boys there. Some fit Swedish boys. And, and of course, yeah. like, you don't even need to say fit because even to any of us, you just think Swedish lads, you think, yeah, I can picture them. Yeah. They're going to be hot, right? They're they going to look like either Thor or um, Freddie Lundberg in his prime. Yeah, or if you're a Sunderland fan, Sebastian Larson. Yeah, another great he looking lad. Um, we also had Stefan Schwartz, who wasn't such a good looking fella. No, uh, he was, but he was a bit weird because he wanted to go into outer space. I tell um, you, another good looking Swede was um, Melberg, who was a centre back for Villa. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really he good. Was quite Vikingish, wasn't he? Yeah, and basically, I think he was Villa captain. He was a very good player. He was also very yeah. handsome. And in the World Cup, I can't remember which one, I think it was 2010, there was footage of the Sweden training camp where a fight broke out. It might have been 2006, actually. A fight broke out, quite a bad fight between Freddie Lundberg and, um, is it Patrick Melberg? I can't remember. But Mm. they had quite a bad fight. Now, it was quite... A, it's a big deal whenever you see two players having a fight when it's caught on camera on the train field teammates fighting but there was something about the fact that it was Sweden this is the sort of shit you would expect from the Dutch isn't it or mm. like a fiery nation like the Italians or Argentinians right but the Swedes you just think they're like they're, they're, they're all about collectivism yeah. it was a real surprise they're all such nice guys aren't they Swedes you don't expect well yeah but you think that but then there's that Viking undercurrent isn't there yes so and there's always it, that bubbling away. This was a pretty vicious fight. 
and I was like what's this all about they seem like such nice boys why are they fighting and it was really really bad fight right um, turns out I don't know whether this is true but the story goes that um, the Gay Times or no Attitude magazine had done the sexiest or maybe it was a Swedish one they've basically done the sexiest men in Sweden a gay publication done the sexiest men in Sweden yeah. and I think Lundberg had Not come hard. first and Melberg had come second they were basically the top two I don't know in what way. and the one who'd come first right. was taunting the one who'd come second right he'd <laughs> been taught and go yeah I fucking beat you to sexiest man in Sweden the ugly cunt or whatever and the other one fucking lost it and attacked him fucking hell amazing right yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go back to something I said, which you might not have either heard or picked up on about Stefan Schwartz. He wanted to go to space. He wanted to go to outer space, and we we signed him in 1999. And Stefan Schwartz had signed up for a moon trip before we'd signed him. He was on the waiting list to go to the moon. Um, so we had to put a thing in his contract, which contractually prevented him from going to the moon while he was a Sunderland player. Yeah, because you know the, the, this was just not long after the space shuttle had exploded. So you know <laughs> the, 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 the danger. The last the, thing we the, need is one of our key <laughs> midfielders, one of our senior pros, going up in one of those space shuttles, which might explode. It could we get could, kidnapped by aliens. It could be explode. infected with moon dust. Nobody knows. <laughs> you can't legislate for it. Yeah. So they, we, we, we did we put a clause in his contract to say he was prevented from going to the moon. Um, it didn't come about. I don't, if it had come about, whether he would have done it on the quiet, behind their back, I don't know. Um, you know, pretended to be injured or something, but no, he, uh, he there was a space clause in his contract which meant he couldn't go to the moon. That, that you have to, I remember, I mean, it's less exciting, but I remember Les Ferdinand, who I worked with once, telling me that when he was at Spurs, he he loved, he got really into super bikes. He was a thrill seeker. Right, and he yeah. had a very powerful super bike, but everyone's contract as a standard on the boilerplate yeah. plate professional what was like, no fucking motorbikes, right? Yeah, You're in breach of contract, we don't have to pay you. No fucking motorbikes at all, you cunts. Mm. Understandable, perfectly fair. <laughs> he said, I just fucking had a, he said a few of us had them. He goes, it's fine, you just wear a full face helmet. No cunt's going to prove no, it's you. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, I'd be going around London all the time. Sometimes I'd see the gaffer because I'd be riding around <laughs> near where he lived and I'd just chuckle to myself. I'd be bombing down the street 100 miles per hour. <laughs> and I said, fucking hell. Shit, I never thought of that. So they're pretty strict on what you can and can't do. He goes, they try to be. <laughs> but the fucking superbike weren't the half of it. I had a helicopter. And he did. Fucking he hell. had his own helicopter that wow. he had a pilot license for and he used to fly about in Fucking it. Fucking hell. Roy I Ray's had a knife-throwing set. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be a fire-eater. That was nothing. <laughs> I was on heroin. No, he didn't yeah. say that. But I do think players' contracts do have heroin clauses in there. No heroin. You're yeah. allowed to take it in the off-season, but never during the season. Yeah. It's like a two-week window, isn't it, yeah. before you have to go back for, for pre-season training. And of course, Les Ferdinand, notorious thrill seeker, who may or may not have trashed the Blue Peter Garden. Yeah. Now there's a man to children's BBC who's again, lived out large. <laughs> very smart bloke as well. Very intelligent guy. Of course. Oh, he's brilliant, Les Ferdinand. Yeah. yeah. I think that he's, um, he'll be recruiting a new manager at the moment for QPR. Yeah. So they arrive at this party, 
and um, Sven, <laughs> young Sven, who's just a nerd, basically, isn't he? And he says, are you friends of Liz's? And one of the girls says, is she here? And he says, no, she can't come. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> the red flags, alarm bells. Um, and he says, I'm Sven, and this is my brother, Eric. And they say, I thought you were Swedish. He goes, yeah, we're, our parents are Swedish, but we were we were born here. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my and mate the- Ollie. He had a reputation for being Swedish, but he doesn't right. have blonde hair or blue eyes. And uh, yeah. he doesn't, uh, and he doesn't have a Swedish accent because he was born here. He's yeah. got a Swedish mum, but he describes himself as Swedish. So yeah, I mm. guess some of the ladies were probably disappointed with him too. Oh, that's a similar thing here. Yeah, they go. I thought you were Swedish. <laughs> so there's disappointment, and then they go into the room, uh, the, the living room where the party is, and the furniture's all kind of been moved to the sides of the room, and there's just these four nerds breakdancing to Adamant. <laughs> I can't remember which song it is. It might be. Um, I think it's. Oh no, it's Viva La Rock, right. which is like late period Adamant. It's the one that he did at Live Aid. Nobody really knew because they got yeah. number twenty three in the charts or something. Do one of the hits, you cunt. This is my new one. It's right. fucking Live Aid. Stairs uh, quoted rocking all over the world. You boring bastard. How about Kings of the Wild Frontier? You fucking lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> he was just desperate for sales at that point. Yeah. Didn't work. Backfired. Last hit he ever had. Um, no, that's not true. He had one or two more. Um, Julius starts Apollo smoking. 9, what? Don't forget Apollo Nine. That Apollo came Nine. Later, didn't yeah, back it? to space ex- exploration again. Yeah. Happens to everyone in the um, end, doesn't it? The old space bug. Yeah. Not I so stuck us, with that man through thick and thin. I loved Apollo Nine. I thought I was like, yeah, yes, he's song. got it back. I told you recently oh. I had Puss in Boots stuck in my nut recently, yeah. which you informed yeah. me that Phil Collins produced. Yeah. Puss cat, puss cat. I just love that as a line. Puss yeah. cat, but a constant refrain throughout the song. Where have you been? Puss cat, been puss cat. London. Where have you been? Fucking great. Reminds me of your brother's version of Baker Street. Yeah. I'm fucking going to Baker Street. I'm fucking going to fuck the Queen. As far as it gets. Yeah. Incidentally, we're recording this on the day when the nation has decided that um, we all have to sing Sweet Caroline to the Queen on her Jubilee. Did you see that story? What the fuck? Her name's not fucking Caroline, for starters. And what nationality is Neil Diamond? I thought he was American. It's fucking... It's fucking deranged. This was on BBC Breakfast this morning. They did a join-up with um, Radio 2 Zoe Ball. And uh, there's been uh, uh, some kind of vote. I don't know. And there's going to be a sing-along, a national sing-along. It is hoped that 10 million people will join in the sing-along at street parties on the 5th of June. Um, And, yeah, uh, there was a a vote. We all have to sing Sweet Caroline. Um... I don't know. I, I, I've given up kind of trying to understand how this country functions. This country sometimes. is fucking demented and as thick yeah. as pig shit. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be Earth's thickest p- country. Yeah, I mean, we we it it feels kind of um, wrong to say that sometimes that so many people are stupid fucking. in this country, but they are. And the trouble is. They're so stupid they don't fucking realise this. We're stupid. collectively stupid. I mean, all of us, even the likes of you and I, we've all we're all part of it in a way because we're all standing for it. Well, what could we do? 
all we can do is do podcasts and call everybody else stupid. <laughs> it's not much, is it? <laughs> You're right, mate. You're right. We're the we're heroes. Just two men. We're just we're just normal men. We're just innocent men. You're right. No one can blame <laughs> us for the whole fucking jubilee farrago. <laughs> Oh, that's why we're constantly going back to a better time when nerds were breakdancing to uh, Viva La Rock. Anyway, these <laughs> girls are absolutely gutted, and I'm gutted mm. for them because they've gone all night. It's a bit like that Scorsese film. What's that Scorsese film where it's just basically. I can't remember what it's called. Is it now. About, about Last Night? No, well, no. no? It, it's an 80s one um, with Griffin, what's his name in, and he's Af- just. Yeah. After night or something like uh, that. After hours, I think maybe it's after called. After hours, and it's just a long night of him being out and weird shit happening to him. And I think that this episode Stray, of Grey and Chill, it's a man classic, isn't it? It's a straight it's man. It's a straight man classic. Blueprint. It's almost the straight man classic. Yeah, after and, hours, that's it. And these these girls in this episode of Grey and Chill, it's very influenced by After Hours, which I think might have come just before this. I'll double check that. Yeah, in eighty five. I must send them an email to tell them it's actually After Hours. Oh no, they've just said it. Uh, I don't send the Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Jalapeño. And this is basically the same story, but told on Grain Chill from the perspective of two teenage girls. <laughs> yeah. And they've gone through all of these adventures, right? Like Homer's Odyssey, also influenced by that, I would say, right? And then eventually they get to the fucking holy grail of this party mm. where they think it's going to be fucking wall-to-wall, buff, chiselled, blonde-haired, fucking Viking Viking-like cock. sex men. And in fact, it's a bunch of nerds who aren't even proper Swedes, right? And they're fucking great. And there's not a single fucking, like, other girl okay. there. And the blokes are doing yeah. bad breakdancing on the shag pile. It's a disaster. And at this point, yeah. I would have been it thinking, is. it's definitely going to be them who get into heroin. Because you still, your mind's not made up. Because yeah. they're going to have to drown their sorrows somehow. Yeah, exactly. Just to blank it all out. Yeah. <clears throat> get me some fucking heroin now. Um, so they they get some cider, and Julia lights up a fag, and, and Laura tells her off for smoking. And one of them says to the, to the lads, is Andrew Collins coming? He goes to Redford. And uh, the lad says, never heard of him. So I mean, they're, they're hoping not only are the Swedes going to be there, they're hoping that Andrew Collins is going to be yeah. there. Yeah, he's not fucking there either. What a fucking disaster! Um, and then we cut to Julia's parents who've turned up at Laura's mum's house. They're all in a panic about where they are. Um, it seems a bit over the top, but I don't know. I, I guess it, it was it was 
back then it was harder to communicate there was no mobile phones they might well have been you know trafficked I think that was probably the fear they were going to be trafficked out of the country yeah um, but no need to worry because we quickly cut back to the party which is shit and the lads are all now headbanging uh, to status quo <laughs> 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 Which, fair enough, no judgments from me, but from the girl's perspective, that is the idea. When you're a teenage girl, that is a shit party. Uh, and then we see them turning up back at um, Laura's house, and it's a big row. Um, you know, why didn't you tell us where you were going and all this kind of thing? Why are you lying to us? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and um, Julia runs upstairs and locks herself in the bathroom. It's not even her house to do that. This is fucking Laura's house, but okay. Um, she says, I'm not coming! And the uh, dad, the dad just basically gives it their right, I'm off then, fuck this. Yeah, well, he's, pa- he's powerless because he's he's a bully. The sim- yeah. I mean, he's a complex Control character. Control freak, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's, he's classic uptight Tory dad, basically. He's a control freak and he's a yeah. bully. But like a lot of dads who are like that, there comes a point at which you realise that You've hmm. lost. You're losing control. You've, you, you're powerless. You're powerless, <laughs> and he realizes yeah. that. And just go. Ah, I'll just go in then. <laughs> Fuck this. Because he's humiliated. Yeah, he, he allows himself to be humiliated. I mean, yeah. why he gives a shit? Yeah. Either way, do you know what I mean? It's a battle he can't win, isn't it? No. And he, maybe it's him that takes the heroin. <laughs> he gets home. <laughs> ah, I need to get some fucking heroin in me. That would have been a good plot twist, wouldn't it? Yeah. He goes and meets up with Howard the Skinhead and Zamo and they have a heroin three-way. I hear you guys are a heroin partnership. <laughs> heroin troop. Rub for a third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Tory. I've got lots of money. <laughs> uh, I can suddenly invest in this whole scheme. <laughs> <laughs> and Laura is there. And we see Laura talking to uh, her mum uh, saying that um, he's a horrible man. Julia's really frightened of him. And um, it, yeah, it's not a very. Um, I know we're laughing about it, but it's not a very funny. It's horrible, um, and it, story it hints because, at something yeah, a little bit darker, in my opinion. Yeah, it does. There's usually when there's a dad like that, it's usually, and I'm not saying a, like you know, nonsense necessarily. I'm just saying it's like dads like that who've got that much of a fucking stick up their ass mm. and and place that much importance upon notions of respect. And it's, uh, yeah. and, and it's so important for them to be put on a pedestal. Like, those men are, can be quite dangerous behind closed doors, can't they? Yeah, that's it. That's the, you're never far from violence or the threat of violence. Yeah, that's why it's important for men to not take <clears throat> themselves too seriously. I often think that's, like, the biggest problem with masculinity, masculinity and when it becomes yeah. toxic. And one of the biggest problems with the world is, like, men mm. who take themselves really seriously <laughs> the, the, the fundamental main problem with the world is men yeah it's men that's, but, that, it, that's, but if that's men could change one thing about themselves it's like stop taking yourself so seriously stop thinking <clears throat> about things <clears throat> like respect respect other people respecting you is not stop as important as you think yeah. right uh, just fucking chill out a bit yeah yeah just rest <laughs> Putin and Tory dad from Grey <laughs> yeah. Chill they're both the Hitler. same yeah. Uh, whoever Les Ferdinand's manager was, Frank, all of them. Frank Lampard. Shut the fuck out. Frank Lampard, yeah. Um, 
We're back in the... Um... Jake Humphreys. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, lads, I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. Everyone should just be a little bit more this and that, you know? It doesn't matter, high performance podcast. Who cares? How about low performance podcast? <gasps> That's what we should do. <laughs> That's what we are what? doing, isn't it? I mean, we should actually do a spin-off series just called the low performance one. You know, performance. He has guests on that are high performers in their field. We should have guests who are low performers, <laughs> but they're really happy. Struggled. They've really done anything. I get geezer from my local barber. He's always just out yeah. the front smoking a cigarette. And he goes, hello, my friend, when I walk past. <laughs> and I take Lenin for a haircut once a month. And I go, right, hello, mate. Yeah, how's it going? Now, what he wants is, he want, can you leave it, like, don't use the clippers. He, he likes to leave it a little bit long, but just shape it a bit and da-da-da. And he just lets me go, yeah, yeah, my friend, don't worry. Come on, young man, sit down. And he just gets the clippers out and just gives him the exact same haircut he gives everyone. And he never, and then he just goes, there you go, £12, please. <laughs> 12 fucking hell it's London prices <laughs> London. mate um, <laughs> he, do get, he does get a free lollipop though and that's his trick so Len doesn't yeah. Len he did once freak out in the barber's big style when it was the woman who did it and she's actually much better but she did it in mm. a way that Len didn't like and he actually shouted I am so embarrassed right I said do you like it and he went I hate it at the Wee. top of his voice Right, yeah. it was so rude. And I was like, mate, that is super rude. You're, don't you know, you're supposed to always lie to the hairdresser. No matter what. <laughs> Make them feel no good. matter what they've done to your barnet, you're always yeah. supposed to say, that's great, thanks. And then cry yeah. when you get home, right? Yeah. <laughs> Those are totally. just the rules. It's like in a restaurant, the way it says, is everything all right? You just say, yes, it's fine. <laughs> of course, yeah. Right? Uh, he went mental. But... On the whole, he doesn't get any static, this barber, because you get, you get there's a, a stand of chubba chubs or, by the mm. till. And mm. when you go to pay, it'll go to the kid, help yourself, and they can choose whatever mm. chubba chub they want. And it's, yeah, a great, he what he's doing. it's a great system. Like, Len would never contemplate going anywhere else. I like the bloke, yeah. but what all I'm saying is he'd be a good guest on the Low Performance podcast. He's low performance. Because he's like happy. Who just... He's living a great life. And he's yeah. worked out the minimal he needs to do. Yeah, we'll get someone who lives on a narrow boat now. Yeah, just fucking just does that. Well, does I, I'm, I'm, there's stuff. a canal man that I met recently. I think I spoke about yeah, when me and my mate went yeah, down the canal on. looking for that sunken yeah. car. There was a canal Charlie or whatever his name is, and he just yeah. has a little boat on the canal with loads of junk on it, and he sits there yeah. smoking weed on a fold-out chair, just looking out across the canal. We'll get him on low performance. Absolutely not wrong with that. Yeah. So, um, and we're back at the uh, at the arcade. Roland is locking up, and Des is there, who's the older man, who's kind of the mid mid management level fella. Um, <laughs> and Roland tells Des that he's going home. Uh, Des says, "Your mate's still in there," gesturing towards the back room. And uh, they both go in there to check, and then we see that moment, that historical TV moment that we all remember. Samo, sort of la- half sitting, half lying, slumped yeah. against the wall. I mean, I must say, he does look tits. comfy. Doesn't he? It's <laughs> He's nice, like, isn't like, it? like, you look at him, you think, it's supposed to be like scaring us off heroin, but I'm looking at it thinking he looks really relaxed. <laughs> and, and at the end He's of the day, nice as I understand time. it, that's what heroin's like product value yeah. promise is. 
exactly. Yeah, that's why they keep going back for more. Yeah, that's why it's so addictive. Um, and he's there. There's the tin foil. There's some matches. He's been chasing the dragon, as I believe Mm. they say. Um, and Des just says to the roller, "You know what that is? This is all that lot of yangs, uh, yangs out with. They're all on it." And uh, Roland's just kind of mesmerised. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Des says, you better get him out of here. The boss don't like junkies. Oh, poor. <laughs> and Roland's really like, oh, don't call my mate a junkie. Because all the way yeah. through shows, he's going, oh, I've known, I've known Samo for years. We, you know, we've we're known mates. each other. Yeah, we're mates. He's yeah. in my class at school. And Roland's like a nice lad with a good heart. And he's sort of fairly mm. innocent. And it really, the thing is, it breaks Roland's heart. That, for me, is the most powerful aspect of this. There's the shock yeah. and the fear that you're in silver when you saw Zamo for the first time on Heroin. Yeah. But actually, now, watching it back as an older man, I kind of see it, and I just mm. feel for Roland more than Zamo, because it's broken his Roland's, heart. Roland's always been a gentle soul, hasn't he? A yeah. naive type, and this yeah. is just... Uh, a big introduction to the real world for Roland it's one of those moments that will happen to you in your life where nothing is ever the same again I mean Mm. it's not always like that you you know not all of us the moment is where you see your you know your mate fucking spaced out on heroin slumped in in the the youth club or whatever but there's always a time isn't there where something pretty bleak that kind of pulls back the curtain of childhood and says yeah actually yeah. the world's full of pretty shit scary things yeah. and you're like you can't oh, go back can you you can't go back after that you can't forget oh, what it. you've seen no can't unsee it so um, and then that is where the episode ends and it, it ends in an incredibly chilling way the camera just zooms in slowly with like sort of jump zooms it gets mm. closer and closer and closer towards Samo's fucked eyes yeah as he's just sort of slumped there slouching in a heroin slouch and there's this kind of it's not even they don't even have music and they don't have silence they've got this kind of industrial noise yeah which just it's a dystopian and it it's, suggests it, it, to it, you that like, this is just not even joking when I say this it was, it's extremely bold and it's a sort of very radical piece of television yeah. in as much as it completely broke with all of their own, you know, every every long-running series has its own rule book, doesn't it? Yeah. And it broke all of that, not just of its own rules, but of anything you've seen on TV. They've decided to not just let this pass by. They're yeah. going to hammer it home. What I think is they get that with this whole storyline with this episode and then how the storyline progressed is I felt they got the balance right between it being heavy handed drug you know state sponsored drug education like the sort that you would sometimes get at school when some police officer came around and gave you uh, a, a talk about the risks of drugs that lacked all credibility and you just thought it was <laughs> and it all you'd just all fucking laugh wouldn't you right yeah and um and a, and a drama in which it's kind of you know it's glamorizing it or it's sort of you know s- s- skirting across it in too much of a superficial way i think they get it spot on it because it's all believable yeah, it's really you believe good. the characters really powerful, it shocks it? you but it's also entertaining it doesn't break anything in terms of like your belief or the authenticity of the show you get it you believe it 
And it, yeah, and as we've said right from the beginning of doing this, it fucking shook me up. It scared yeah. the bejesus out of me, Andy, when yeah. they did that zoom right. in, when I first yeah. saw it. Yeah, same, same here. So that's, that's, we'll leave it there for now. Um, next time we'll look at the aftermath of this discovery that Samo is uh, smackhead. And we'll also look at the Just Say No single and video. Which came, which came off came the back of it. Shortly afterwards. Um, <clears throat> and I think we'll just end um, with that chilling industrial music that played mm. out that, that that episode. You can't see us right now, but we're both we're, we're both going to just slump. We're going to do a heroin our slump. Eyes glazed over. Roll our eyes staring, back. Oh. Staring as if we're on heroin. So we're not even going to say goodbye. We're just going to go into that pause now, and then the music will come on. Oh. No, no noises. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns